0: What's up, everybody? This is Mike, the Developing Dad, coming to you with another reflection on the Proverbs. It is May 7th, 2020, and we're going to be in Proverbs 7, verse 14. And it reads, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I have paid my vows. All right, so we're right in the middle of the proverb of the adulterous woman, right? If you're familiar with this, the proverb seven woman. This this proverb is a warning against adultery and folly. But it also highlights the deceitfulness of sin, and that's what I want to discuss with you today. So, how is sin deceitful? And I would say that sin is deceitful in three ways and I'm going to highlight one of them for you today. And then next month, I'm going to take part of this proverb and highlight another one. And then the month after that, Lord willing, I will highlight the third. So I'm going to tease you a little bit and let you let you uh, let you hear the first one. But you're going to have to wait a couple of months for the next two. But in the meantime, I'm going to be giving you other proverbs. So don't worry. Right. I'm not going to just leave you without a witness for the rest of the time. All right. So let's get straight to it. Okay, so I believe that sin is deceitful in its packaging. And that's what we see here. This is the beginning of the discussion between the adulterous woman and her prey as it were. And she says, I had to offer sacrifices and today I have paid my vows. Now, a lot of the times we think of the Proverbs 7 woman as someone who's out there on the street corner, uh, you know, like a lot of different things, like, you know, it's like the worst of the worst type of woman, but this woman is religious. Think about that for a second and how that speaks to the deceitfulness of sin. This woman has offered sacrifices, right? So she she's well-steeped and she knows, and this is the law, Leviticus 7.11. It says, and this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings that one may offer to Yahweh. So she understands the nature of sacrifice, right? She's religious, okay? She says, also, I have paid my vows. And then Psalm 50.14 says, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the most high this woman has done this right she's a religious woman but isn't that what shouldn't that be instructive for us in that she's religious the veneer of religiousness or religiosity right but she's not like what if you know what's going to happen in the rest of the proverb she's going to, to seduce this man Okay, and that's what sin does. That's what folly does. That's what adultery produces, right? There's a veneer of righteousness there. You can pretend to be righteous, but still your heart is the issue, right? Our hearts are the issue. This woman has all the external trappings of religion, but her heart is wicked. And we've got to be able to recognize that. She's following a long line of other deceivers, and we'll see that as we move through the scriptures here in Genesis chapter 3. All right, who's, the, who's the prime deceiver? We'll see here. Now the serpent, from the beginning, the serpent was more crafty, or that's deceitful, right? Than any of the other beasts of the field that Yahweh God had made, okay? He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? He recognizes God. He recognizes God's word. He's like, hey, yeah, I know God. I mean, you know, I know what he said, right? Religion, okay? But he's twisting it. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So you see here, the deceiver from the beginning, primary, number one deceiver, Satan. Okay. And he's using the same type of wily language that this woman in the Proverbs, uh proverbs seven uses and that that's what sin uses folly calls out to you that's what it does it sounds good it's not if, if it if folly told you if you do this you're going to die would you do it right no Satan says no you're definitely not going to die we're not you're not going to die we wouldn't we wouldn't if we knew what the true consequences of sin of our sin was would we follow headlong into it if sin was honest with us probably not. All right. But let's look at this. Continue. Now, who are Satan? We have Satan as the primary deceiver, but Satan also has his children. OK, so let's take a look at that in 2 Corinthians. He's got his false apostles, 2 Corinthians eleven twelve 12 through 15. And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do separation between false and true apostles here. Verse 13, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, here we go with the the primary guy again, and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise that if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. Praise God for that. So children, the children of the devil, the servants of the devil, false apostles. Alright, so we see that Satan has his children as well, and they are doing what they're supposed to do. And they're going to disguise themselves as angels of light or religious people. Right? You see this happening in 2 Corinthians as well. Alright. And then Jesus Christ even, even gives us. Uh, great wisdom in Matthew chapter 24, where he says, For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Right? So, we should be expecting this, right? We should expect this that false prophets and false apostles are going to come, that the children of the devil will continue to press in and they will look like religious people. So, this is not uncommon, right? We see that this is something that we should be uh, forewarned about. Jesus has warned us solomon was warning us uh we've been warned in the in the beginning in the Genes- in genesis as well uh we should have plenty of warnings all right then i'll give you one more it says here of the pharisees right he's saying you are of the father john 8 you are of your father the devil and your will is to do your father's desires he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar. And the father of lies. He's the father of lies. False apostles, false prophets, liars, deceivers. These are the children of the devil. And these are the ones we should be able to say, oh no, we got to stay away from you, right? We've got to stay away from you. You have to recognize this false packaging. And that's what I'm going to finish up on. We have to be able to recognize this false packaging. And how will we do it? One, one we've got to be steeped in the word. We have to understand the word of God and we have to know what we're looking for. So let's look at that in 2 Timothy 3.1. It says, but understand this, that in the last days there will, come, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having the appearance of godliness. They're going to be looking like they're godly, but denying its power. Avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janice and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. They will get not get very far for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. We recognize again that there's going to be men who who deceive women out of their pocketbooks, women who don't have the covering of a man to to, to protect them from false false prophets like this. They creep into households right through the television, through YouTube. they can creep into households, capture weak women, burdened with sins, and led astray by various passions. This is the pattern that we should see in false prophets. Uh, if you ever notice that a lot of false prophets have a lot of women following them, uh, this is one of the reasons why. See, that this was going to happen in the last days. We've got to be steeped in the word, though, and we have to be willing to test the spirits. Be like the noble Bereans, right? Here, let's let's look at this first. What Paul even prays with us, for us in, first, in Philippians, he prays for the Philippian church. Philippians 1.9, he says, And it is my prayer that your love may abound with knowledge. That's being steeped in the word and all discernment, being able to test and see. That's what that's what we should be praying about. And that's what we should desire. And then in first John, he picks this up as well. He says, first John four, one, he says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. There are false prophets out there. Test them. Test them by the word. Be like the noble Bereans. Again, Paul comes into them preaching some new stuff. And he says in Acts 17, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. They examined. We should be willing to examine the scriptures. We gotta be steeped in the word to recognize the false package, and we've got to be steeped in the word. We've got to willing to be willing to test every spirit, and we've got to be willing to examine the scriptures. All right, so I'm gonna uh talk about that. We talked a little bit about the deceitfulness of sin. That was just one. That's why I didn't do all three of them because this is a 10-minute video and I only did one. Okay, so I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna sign off now. I'm gonna pray that this blesses you today, and that we can spend some time today in the word testing and testing and examining what is true and what is righteous. Test those false uh, prophets. Test what people are saying against the word of God, right? Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And I'll see you all on the next one. Grace and peace.